dream that I was in a Mercedes with Nelson and we were driving <clears throat> and he's trying to sell me the car and I'm like, I'm good. I don't want to buy the car. And the car was going fast. He was like, no, let me show you. And we were going fast. And then I'm on the phone. I'm saying, yep, I'm with Nelson. He wants to sell you the car. And all you hear is tires screeching. There's wind blowing in my face. I'm being pushed against the side of the door. We're spinning out of control. I could feel the wind blowing on me. You know, we're bumping around. Boom, boom. Tires are screeching. And I'm on the phone the whole time saying, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And my alarm went off. Yeah. This is the I wanted to play this last round. This is this is it. This was a great Go ahead, guys. People moving out, people moving in. Why? Because of the color of the skin. Run, 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 but you sure can't hide. Man, if I didn't get sued, I'll play the shit out of that song. What's going on, beautiful people? It's Kasabian Lavo. Welcome to the Kasabian Lavo show. I'm sorry I'm late. I have good reason. I've just been tied up doing a lot of things. And I, didn't, I don't want the show to suffer from me being busy. That's not fair. But... I can say that being busy has had my mind turned and it gave me a lot to talk about. Unfortunately for y'all, the the news cycle is pretty trash because they just continue. Like you just have a bunch of politicians now literally just saying the same shit over and over. And now that they don't have any validity anymore because the investigation is over, it just sounds like a bunch of whiny ass kids. So for the past week, week and a half, maybe for the next like month, month and a half, unless something crazy pops off the missiles over there in Israel, that's a big deal. I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to speak on it yet. I have to read up on it. And after I do, then we can talk about it. Um, But yeah, unless anything happens big, this is pretty much going to be it. Everybody's shitting on Trump and Trump is still chugging the fuck along and looks like he's unstoppable right now. Period. I really, there's the, unless his, excuse me, unless his daughter ran against him, he doesn't have any competition. I got hiccups. All right. So I unretired my jewelry. I stopped wearing jewelry for a long time. And, it just, what's the point? Some people OD over that type of shit. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Being in real estate, again, new venture for me. And investing, you know, and investing in real estate is one thing. But being able to say that you're a realtor and, you know, you go out there with the people and shit like this. Like, I like to learn about every aspect of whatever it is I'm doing. Since I'm getting into developing, I would really want to know every single bit and aspect of this game. And I've always wanted to do this. Like, I really have. The whole flipping houses, the whole um, helping people have, like, a nice fucking place to live, helping people sell it, and, like, that whole idea. I guess maybe it's because I grew up living with nothing and living, like, that's how we vicariously lived our lives, watching people get their houses flipped and, and selling and just looking at all these beautiful homes and these happy people, you know, being stuck in, in a one-bedroom, two-bedroom in, in a shitty hood, man. That shit, it breaks your, your, your psyche. It's one of the reasons why we 
we like to help families and we like to donate furniture and shit is because honestly, if you don't love your home, you'll never be happy. Like we want to help you fall in love with your house. That's why I started selling furniture. That's why I got into interior design. And I mean, I might as well sell you the house too. And then guess what? I'm going to be building the house too. So that those are the things that I'm doing. But yeah, I've been tied up in real estate and it's fun. It's fun. Um, like I said, there's no politics, right? So just pay attention to what they're doing. Oh yeah, shout out to Tiger Woods. He got that award uh, from the president. It was that was great, man. You know that guy really he got kicked in the fucking head when he was down. You know what I'm saying? And it's good to see him at least standing strong. Good for him. Congratulations, Tiger Woods. Good dude. He works hard. Canelo's fight was phenomenal. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say it was bad. I liked it. I'm not too upset. It seemed Canelo was the better boxer. It seemed Canelo... Uh, fuck seemed. He was. Bro, that boy threw about 15 punches and Canelo danced around that shit like it was nothing. I mean, it, it was... It's amazing. And boxing's a weird sport because in boxing, um, people don't understand how it all works pay-wise. You know, sometimes you hear these crazy numbers that they get per fight, but... For six, seven months that they're training for these fights, they're not getting paid. Like, they're living in debt, hoping that they, not hoping, but training towards a win, you know, for the bigger purse, for the bonus. Um, They're putting their body through things that, I mean, unless you're an athlete that trains in that manner, you know, you're literally cutting weight, building muscle, you're training yourself to move a certain way to adjust to your new opponent. You know, your brain is running different missions in it to, to try to, you know, just be prepared for whatever can happen. Um, you you study your opponent, so you have to learn how your opponent moves whilst creating a tactic to not only defend yourself and not get hurt, but, you know, uh, um, dominate them and, and take them out of their complete cycle of whatever it is they do. And that shit takes a long time. That's why they train for so long. You know, that that's why these guys are, are, are professionals. They do the things that we won't do, and it's amazing. But Canelo fucking did that boy easy. That shit was great. I have not really kept up with too many boxing fights and shit like this, so I'm not going to front. I'm not a sports guy. I don't know if we've talked about that, but I don't give a fuck about sports. It's not a thing for me. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm little. I play golf. Everybody goes, oh, what's your handicap? <laughs> fuck, I've never kept score. I got really nice golf clubs. I got some really nice golf shoes. I got great golf t-shirts. Like, I obsess over shit, and I think that's my my strongest suit is obsessing. And and when I discovered golf, I was obsessed, and I haven't played in a while, and I deserve to go fucking play because I said so. What has happened? Oh, my God. All right, first, what, what y'all my guy? Because there's like a few. Well, Joe Budden and since Santana seems to be broken up, I hope it's fake. Um, we'll find out tomorrow on the podcast because that's uh, that's pretty shitty, dude. They're a great couple. I mean, what do we know? You know, this is what they show you. I read a good quote, too. I'm sorry, I don't mean to snap. I read a great quote. I'm reading the 48 Laws of Power. Excuse me. So I started reading it before, and I kind of fell out of it. I wasn't in love with it. I, um, a lot of the 
you know, the traits and things I already kind of naturally have inclinations towards a lot of the things that they speak of in the book. So it's some of the chapters are a bit drawn out for me. Uh, I don't need so many examples to understand certain things, but I get where the writer was going and I'm not mad at it. I appreciate it. Again, I had a great gem come out of it. Right. Um, the Rothstein or Rothstein family, um, said, you know, they, they took over, they split up and they took over and they didn't want anybody to infiltrate what they were doing. And they started to marry within their family. Fucking gross. But, he said, we got to move like a clock. We only show people the two hands that are moving. We don't show them all the intricacy of what's going on on the inside. And I was like, fuck, that is a great, great quote. Like, really think about that. If you look at a clock, there's so many little itty bitty things and weights and counterweights and little things and doodads, all types of shit going on in there. But you put a face over it and all you pay attention to is three things. And those th- three little needles are so powerful. And they're powerful because time is one of the most important things that we have. Probably the only thing that's of value is time. But underneath it, there's thousands of parts and pieces moving. That's how I run my life. I don't got to show y'all everything. Y'all know I got kids. I post them every once in a while and I usually delete them. It's just not, they don't need to be out there. There's no point. When I decide that, you know, um, if they want to do, we're supposed to be taking on this venture as a family. It's a a television show. And, and if we pull the trigger on it, then cool. And I'll introduce my kids to the world as entertainers in that aspect. But I like my privacy. When I made it big in music, the internet wasn't a thing. And by big, I mean fucking i fed my family for many years off of this shit went on tour we were doing shows all the time nobody was on the internet that wasn't that was just starting and we didn't even know where the fuck i was going and by the time it took off it was like i'm good you know what i mean like whatever i had money i was straight um and it wasn't for me i didn't want to be a forever rapper but i still do it so i guess i am a forever rapper but i just don't care to show my my rapper life on the internet it's weird um and I don't care to show a lot of things on the internet, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not good at it because I feel like some things are supposed to be... It's a privilege to know about certain people. You're like, you should really take your privacy more seriously. And I know we've given up tons of our data and this and that, but there's still... The, there's different levels. You know, there's shit that people are always going to see. Your address, you might not be able to hide it from the world. Excuse me. Holy shit, I'm tired. So you might not be able to hide your address from the world. Fine. Social security number, whatever. Birthday, whatever. But damn, your deepest secrets, your promises to your family, your promises to your children, your promises to yourself, your whatever. Like, sometimes that shit got to be kept away from the fucking world, man. Away. Not everything's supposed to be posted. And I know y'all hear that shit all the time. I'm just saying, sometimes you got to... You know, enjoy privacy and then understand that it's a privilege for people to know that part of you. It's a privilege. Um, it it, it frustrates me when people think that to be accepted, they got to show everything or they have to show the highlights. They're afraid to show the dirt McGurk shit. 
That's why I started posting me doing open houses. I've never done an open house. Not in this manner. Again, when you invest in some shit, you might stop by, see what's going on, and fuck off. You don't understand the process. You really don't care. You just want to make your money, you know, and, and as fast as possible. So, I love learning new things. I had a little video on Instagram. I said, you know, uh, I had my first open. It was second my, my second open house. And it was dead. Nobody showed up. I knocked on doors. I talked to neighbors. I had my signs and balloons and shit. And, and I tried. I tried. Am I going to quit because I had one bad open house? No. Not at all. It's exciting to have these feelings. I hate when people are over positive. I've already said that shit's fake, man. Fuck that. You can be upset. You can be mad, happy, all that shit. Feelings are feelings. And yeah, I went through them all. I was pissed. I was like, damn it, that I picked the wrong one. I'm trying to get out here, so I just want to show my face. You know, you got to show people you do multiple things, and you got to show them your different hats. I'm known for what I'm known for. But I've never done real estate, so I'm not known for being good at it or being bad at it. But me going into one where nobody came, I learned a lesson. And that's okay to fail because I'm learning. I think people are afraid to learn. See, this is what they don't post. I'm okay with posting this. This motivates. When I opened my furniture store, I was selling furniture out of my garage. I was embarrassed to show people that. I wish I would have because in three months, I went from my garage to a little warehouse. It was about 2,000 square foot. And in a short period after that, I got into a warehouse showroom that was 7,500 square feet. And I had two delivery trucks. This was all under a year. Within a year of us doing it, we had 16 trucks in four stores. I wish I would have showed that whole process. That was awesome. Bro, I was customer service. I was the delivery guy. I was the manager. I was the tech. Excuse me. I was the technician to fix it if it was fucked up. I was all that. I will come to the house. I set it up. I did that. I show face. This is this is my store. This is this old stuff. Oh, is everything used? No, no, no. Everything's brand new. I just got to build up. And yeah, I was doing custom furniture. I, li- I like making furniture. I enjoy painting. I enjoy creating. I like making things with my hands. That shit makes me content. I'm itching to work on something and make something again. Like, I need that. That makes me happy. People don't find happiness in doing shit anymore. But that's how my furniture store started. My interior design firm. Let me tell you how fucked up. It, it wasn't fucked up. When I started my interior design firm, I couldn't get a client to save my fucking life. Like, I tried. I was trying. But without having, like, some type of work, nobody gave a shit. So I started hanging up pictures. Hung up pictures. And then I'd be like, hey, you know, if you do this, this, and this. And I just started giving away free tips. Boom. Start bringing in clients. I have a look. I do things a certain way. I used to post those pictures all the time. I stopped doing that. I haven't done interior design in quite a while. I haven't really promoted it. Is the company still there? Yes. Do I have client? I actually had an email from a client the other day. And I love doing interior design. DIY takes over a lot of things. So a lot of the people that really hit me up are usually just um, either older or too busy to not, you know, to do their own shit. Or they just really want a different look. And they've seen some of my work and they go, I like that. And I want to, I want something like that. But, you know, my way. So I'll come in and I'll do that. Or they just want tips on how to hang curtains and, and how to make the house look bigger or how to rearrange things. I love doing that. I love doing that. If, if you know, I could change the feng shui of the house, awesome. That's cool. Like, uh, I appreciate that. 
uh, the design firm. We were helping people with uh, backyard designs. I linked up with some landscapers, and they needed somebody to put their ideas on paper. Psh, boom. We started doing that with interior design. We started doing design. It was just design. So we would come in, do backyards. We would help them. They were good dudes. You know, it worked out for a little while. I did some cool backyards, a lot of renders for people, a lot of 3D work. Um, I went to high school and I graduated for 3D animation and design. It was one of the things that, that I took very much to heart. And I've been able to use it for my entire life. I designed all my own album covers. I started my own label in 2009. This is my 10th year this year. And I'll be putting out my little album. I've had artists. Um, I've designed all their fucking album covers. Uh, what else? Oh, my print shop. Uh, I invested in in a print shop, bought everything, bought the space. I make shirts and shit in my own merch. I never seem to fucking get to it. We kind of just send it off and it does its own thing. But I was tired of having to go through somebody else. I was tired of waiting on things. So I found out how much, you know, shit costs. And I took advantage of, of a declining market. People were losing their businesses left and right. So I was like, fuck, I got to buy something up. And it was something I needed. So I did. I'm trying to buy an embroidery machine next. I'm going to start doing embroidery out this bitch. <clears throat> uh, again, started out small and we just build up. What else have I been able to do? The concierge thing. When Lyft and Uber came into town, I drove. I like that shit. That's cool. I do that shit when I get bored. Uh, but they offered you a fleet deal. So you could get like five, six, seven cars. Excuse me. And you get a cut from what everybody's getting. Man, I jumped all over that shit. You get a couple Ford Focuses with a couple buddies, and you got drivers driving for you. You making money while you sleeping? That's that's life. Make money while you sleep. So I got the concierge. The moving company, we still have it. It's not open um, because of issues that I can't control. I just, I, It's a lot to run, y'all. Insurance is expensive, and you got to have people you can trust. And the one person that I can trust, uh, unfortunately... Isn't in the business anymore. So that, you know, it's there, but it ain't there. It's not to get it started again. That's easy. I've already fucked up. But I should have shown a lot of that stuff to show people that you can you can really do whatever you want. You just got to remember it starts with a dime. And I say that a lot, but I haven't said that on here. Because I use drug references, like drug dealing references. Excuse me. I use drug dealing references for a lot of things because that's just that was my first business for selling drugs. You start with a dime and you double up. You know, you get an eighth, you get a quarter, you get a half, you get a whole, you turn a whole to a QP, and you just keep jumping. Um, I try to do everything in similar fashion, and I try to stay in business that is needed, only needed. Like, I don't like doing things that are like, like, like knickknacks or wants and bullshit like that. Like, fuck that. Like, uh, I, you need a couch. You need a house. You need a car. You see what I'm saying? You might want somebody to help you move, but we offer it. Uh, interior design again, this is a niche, but I enjoy doing it. So that's, that's the difference. But you know, the main thesis behind interior design was a furniture store. And I mean, I could literally provide your whole life like that. that that's my goal. When people do drugs and, and you sell them, guess what? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to sell drugs. Them shit sell themselves. If you don't sell them, somebody else will. You just got to be there. 
That's it. If you understood how easy, yeah, it's a fucking risk. And if you do the fucking math, you've wasted a lot of time doing nothing. A lot of time doing nothing. And that's that's all we know. But if you can take that and turn that into a real business, you see, you can capitalize in ways that, that you know, it's, it's, it's I, I believe that there's more stars that have come out from the bad neighborhoods of Las Vegas than from the good neighborhoods in Las Vegas. <coughs> like, you, you can really look that up, and I believe that I'm right. Sorry, this stupid pen ain't working. Yeah, so-so, that's so-so, but once again, you know, oh, even, <laughs> I won't talk about that, but I got something else I do, I ain't gonna talk about it, I like, um, I've learned a lot from <clears throat> listening to Warren Buffett speak, you know, sometimes having 1% of something is better than nothing, and if you're able to do that over and over, you can really change some things. Especially how you look at money. Like, you got to learn money. I'm, I'm adjusting. <clears throat> Sorry. You got to learn money. If you understand how it works, you can really do, you you know, you can do something powerful. And that takes me to another quote, which was, you know, everybody's full potential isn't uh, known because they don't have the proper education to show off that full potential. Right? So... If I can teach 10, 12, 20 people how to start their own business and be successful and they can teach 20 people, my job is accomplished. I'm changing the entire neighborhood. Like me wanting to rebuild the east side is bring business to the east side. Bring new homes, energy efficient homes. You understand that not only does it cost more to live in the hood, but you get fucked left and right. Since the insurances are higher, the stores sell you things more expensively, the gas costs more, you spend more power because the windows are cheap, the walls ain't shit. You spend more money living in the hood than you do in a good neighborhood just because you don't fucking understand what's going on. If you fucking understood, you wouldn't take it. You wouldn't live there, and you could make it anywhere else. I promise you. That's my goal behind this. And me showing y'all doing these open houses and these fucking silly little videos and shit, there's more to this. I just want you to see that you can start from the bottom and grind your way up. So I'm going to show this whole grind all the way up. And who knows, this might be something I fall in love with and stay doing forever. But for right now, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to make that work. I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to sneeze. Nope. I didn't sneeze. I didn't sneeze. Oh, my God. Okay. I got to get to this TV fucking review that blew my mind. Dead to me. Dead to me on Netflix is probably the fucking dopest shit I've ever seen. Maybe not ever, but at the moment, it's a really, really well-written show. Shout out to Will Ferrell and his his boy, shit, I can't think of his fucking name. McAfee or Maca something. He does all the movies with him. Like them, them two together, the shit. And Christina Appleby, Applegate, excuse me, Appleby. Oh my God, that's so embarrassing, but whatever. I fucking love her. She did such a fucking great job. Um, I don't know the other lady's name. Mandy says she was from Scooby-Doo. I don't like Scooby-Doo. It was weird to me. Um, And that real pretty motherfucker from Hop. I don't know what his name is, but damn, dude, that dude's a handsome fucking guy, ain't he? Jesus Christ, fucking jaw looks like a block of goddamn cheese. Uh, wish I had a fucking jaw like that. I got a butt chin. I'm like a mix of like Daddy Yankee and John Travolta. 
with fucking French Montana's nose. Anyway. <laughs> ah, y'all stupid. Uh, you need to watch that show. It is a fucking amazing cliffhanger. It's about a lady that's husband was ran over while running, killed, hit and run. Uh, lady's a real estate agent and involves herself with a friend who has uh, a cop boyfriend who helps with the case. I'm leaving things out on purpose. When I say it's a good show, for fuck's sake, it's a good show. A good show. You need to watch it. It's so well written. Like, I was anxious to, like, I was so invested that when it ended, I was sad. I'm sad right now. I like Christina Applegate. Be fuck, I don't know her name. I like her, though. Um, Her, her having cancer breast cancer and and her having a double mastectomy i believe is how you say that um my mother went through that so i understand it um when she was saying that her husband didn't like her anymore after the surgery that shit hurt um watch it it's a great movie i bought mandy her ring we don't do rings i never cared for a ring we've been married all this time and no i did not give her a ring so I went to London. I went down to London. And I got a ring made and designed by a real good designer. It's a promise ring, an engagement ring, and a wedding ring. So it's a then, now, and forever ring. Rose gold, of course. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's expensive. It's expensive. It's a little expensive. I put money. I, I did like uh, Michael Scott on his shit. He was like, oh... I spent three years salary on this and they were like three years. What the fuck? It was huge. Um, so I kind of, I went for that effect. I didn't want to go too crazy, but, um, it's drippy. It's, 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 it's drippy. Um, it's exciting. Uh, it came through fucking mail cause they were making it and I was supposed to surprise her and I was like, Hey, go get the mail. And she just ripped it open and put it on. I was like, ah, all right, asshole. Anyway. Um, let's see if this news week turns up so we can talk some shit. I really want you guys to understand, though, there's nothing wrong with failing. Okay? And like I said in my video online, because my son said, Dad, is it slow? And I said, yeah. He's like, that sucks. And I said, no. No, it doesn't suck. It only sucks if I let it suck. This is okay. There's ups and downs. That's just how this shit works. Just because I had one bad day, <clears throat> just because I had one bad day, doesn't mean I need to humble myself and change what I'm doing. In, in, in contrary, you if you pay attention to what happens when you change rapidly, you usually fail. You see, one of the biggest habits that rich people have over um, poor people, let's just put it that way, rich and poor, or the successful and the non-successful, is changes. You see, you're making it day by day, right? There's there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. You might not be where you want to be, but you're not doing completely bad, right? So what can you adjust? Can you add an extra hour into work? Can you maybe start reading a book that'll get you towards your next goal? Little changes, little changes, little. Uh, you're not making enough money to get that phone you want to get. So you stop buying something. You don't buy no more sodas to save up. Uh, um, you got a giant cable bill and you cut it and just go with Netflix and 
you went from $80 to $3. Now you're, you're saving more money and you're able to do more things. But you got to do little changes, little changes. People do dramatic changes and fuck things up. And by that, I mean, you have to have a goal and you have to look down the line. I'm talking, excuse me. Damn, I got hiccups, all type of shit. I apologize. And I'm yawning. My bad. It's cloudy. There's all type of shit going on. Ah, all right, I'm back. Uh, I seen them counting. They're like, one, two, three. And they start talking again. Like, one, two, three. And I'm in the Hold on, do it again. One, two, three. I'm never going to count down. Okay, count me down. Not <laughs> No, so look. When you have a goal in mind, you have to look 70 steps out, not seven. You have to look in the long, long distance. So when you have a bad day like this, it doesn't mean anything. You just have to make a small adjustment or understand that there are bad days along the way. That don't mean stop what you're doing or change what you're doing because you had a bad day. No, you stay focused on your goal and you have to have a vision of what you're going for. So you stay focused on that vision. You stay focused on that goal, no matter the ups and downs. Do you celebrate every Friday just because more money is put in the bank? No. You should celebrate Wednesday when you've been able to cut a few bills and you have extra money in the bank. You can't celebrate for the one thing. And when I say make small adjustments, you have to pay attention to what you're doing. Because you you need to adjust the good stuff almost just as much as you adjust the bad stuff. Right? It's a give and take. There's a lot of yin and yang when it comes to these types of things. So I'll, I'll get into it more in the next one. But what I'm saying is that, okay, so I had one bad day. Now I got to analyze why. You analyze the why and go, well, what could I have done differently? Now, you may need to go through another bad day to understand what you need to change. So, in this instance, positively, we'll move forward and continue what we're doing and not change anything. Knowing that we're looking for what's wrong. Okay, so you got to look for that adjustment. Boom, you figure it out. Okay, maybe the location wasn't as good as I thought it was. Uh, There was a lot of other factors. I'm giving you my example. There was a lot of other factors into why it wasn't a good day, but that's okay. That's okay. I prepare for the next one. I change it. Do I just go fuck real estate because this ain't working? Do I quit my job because they're not paying me enough money? No, no, no. You're not getting enough money. What's the problem here? See, the problem isn't let me run out and get a new job. Why am I not making enough money? Well, I picked this job. Why? Out of convenience because it was there because I'm not qualified to do anything else. Aha. That's what it is. I'm not qualified. So, if I'm able to slow down on my spending, button down, fuck the internet, not show anybody what I'm doing, save my fucking money, and go take these classes to get a better job, to make more money, to be able to take more money, and put it into a business that I want to start my own, and I have a five-year plan drawn out, and it might not be pretty, might not be no clubbing, no new shoes, let me tell you something, I say I'm a sneakerhead, and I'm completely full of shit. I'm not a sneakerhead. I literally buy sneakers like one pair a year. Maybe every five years I buy myself some shoes. I fucking walk around in my house shoes and I got these $10 shoes from Kmart that I like and they're fucking really comfortable and they're 10 bucks so I can throw them away. And then I like retro shoes. Like every once in a while I go out and buy some retro shoes. And that's it. I'm not, I don't care for shoes. But 
imagine how many pairs of shoes you could buy with a million dollars, right? Is that conducive to what your dream is? Like, what would that do for me? I only have, you know, two two feet. I can only wear a pair at a time. So what's the point of me having a million dollars worth of shoes if I can't wear them all the time? That's just how I think. So if you want a goal in mind and you want to hit that goal, you got to see what you're aiming for and then learn how to adjust accordingly. But understand that you can't make dramatic changes. Oh, I want to make more money. I need another job, man. Fuck this job. I ain't coming back. Now you broke. Now you got to go live with somebody. Now you don't got a job and you can't find nowhere else to go work. You adjusted too much. The small adjustment was, let me start reading and figuring out what I want to do with my life. Look, like I always say, this is my saying. I ain't never heard nobody say this shit. The easiest thing in life is to be yourself. The hardest thing in life is finding out who you are. And with that, live in the moment. It's Lavo. Why?